0: Ciao, Bella. I am Ronnie and Ryan, Love and Cosmic Coach, and this is the Breathe, Love & Magic Podcast. We'll talk about a magical mix of mystical methods, including everything that works to live your best life, grow spiritually, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, and connect with spirit. Tune into the magic that is all around you. If you enjoy the show, please give it a thumbs up or write a glowing review and click the bell to subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is available. I offer listeners cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, psychic, intuitive, or card readings, or learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading. Learn more at NeverTooLate.biz. May good fortune and magic come to all those who listen to the Breathe Love and Magic Podcast. And now, on with the show. In this episode of the Breathe Love and Magic Podcast, I'm speaking to Jacqueline. She specializes in human potential Her expertise covers a wide range of business practices and intuitive, creative mind skills. She works as an executive business coach, a professional clairvoyant, having worked with think tanks, sheriffs and police, and even trained members of the CIA Secret Service. We'll have to talk about that. She's been tagged America's foremost intuition skills trainer. She helps clients quickly identify solutions and strategies that transform hard work or stagnation into rapid measurable successes. She's been quoted by the LA Times, highlighted by major magazines, television, and radio. Welcome Jacqueline. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I have to go immediately right away too training the CIA? Can we talk about that? Is it unclassified?
1: Sure. Just between you and me, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How did that come up even? Well, kind of like the law of attraction unconsciously. <laughs> I I had a radio talk show in Los Angeles for about 8 years and Also, because of the training, and and by the way, all of my skills that I've developed, I was trained to develop intuition, psychic abilities. And prior to my early mid-20s, I had no clue. I didn't have phenomena. I didn't have anything unusual happening. I did have a lot of synchronicities, like off the chart, kind of like, wow. So I went through a lot of training and and then more training and more training because of my teachers and because of what I had accomplished in terms of public, I started getting a lot of attention. And I was asked to be in a police project, LA Sheriff's Department project. And then one of the members of the CIA actually showed up for one of my classes. Oh! And this gentleman, he was special agent in charge of Ronald Reagan and, he, <laughs> and he was both of his parents and grandparents, the feminine side were psychics and table tippers really oh. phenomenal. So He was actually more psychic than I was, but he never had training and he didn't know how to really hone it started getting him into trouble. <laughs> I remember him. just a really quick story. He was in a, they take them through practice trainings all the time. So once a month, he, he was in a simulation as if he was in a bus and his protectee was four rows up in the bus to the left and he lurched forward to protect and he jumped the gun like a second and a half. And they called him in afterwards with the film and they said, well, you did the right thing, but why did you jump? Faster than you were like, what got you to do that? He said, lucky guess. <laughs> he knew that they would not be very open to him being psychic. Yeah. And then he got a few of his colleagues in. And,
0: well, very cool. I know I left some things out of your bio that are like so much fun because there's numerology and reincarnation and spoon bending. And, oh my gosh. So, right, let's do all the on, on the wild side stuff first, and then we'll get into intuition. Tell me about the spoon bending thing. Like, I remember Yuri Geller doing that years ago.
1: Yes. There was a man named Jack Hauk, and he was an engineer scientist, brilliant man, very grounded, and he was working in the space program at Boeing, high-level executive, and we met in the, in the middle 1980s. And I was teaching the psychic development and the intuition, and he was doing research on remote viewing and on PK or psychokinesis and middle with your mind. And I always wanted to meet him. And finally, we did it at a whole life expo. We met in the lunchroom. He said, I'm interested in what you're teaching because I believe that beam me up Scotty is real in the future. And, and I think understanding the aura, the astral projection, spiritual travel, understanding those things could help us to break the code to make that happen. But he said, I'm sending men and women up into outer space, basically in a metal can. And I think it's my responsibility to understand how the mind might impact the metal. So Jack started the PK Parties as a research project, and he documented, uh, we got up to about 15,000 people, close to 20,000 people documented. Just about everybody can do it in under two, three hours. Uh, you're you're bending metal with your mind, usually within an hour and a half. Wow. And, yeah, it's with that, and we call it kindergarten, high school, and college bending. Uh, Uri Geller, the... PK specialist that's known worldwide, used to call Jack for some technical information. So yeah, uh, it's real. And I call it your ultimate yes I can experience. And it's fun. The thing that surprises me is people take the PK party. They bend metal with their mind. We do some advanced stuff and they're still not connecting the dots of if I can do this, I can do anything. They, they leave with that, but sometimes they just don't follow through. So the Marianne Williamson quote of it's not our darkness that frightens us. It's our light. It's our brilliance. It's our power. So that's why I started doing coaching. Ah. to really help people integrate that concept. If you can bend metal with your mind, what else is possible? Yeah, it's fun. Did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Now, did you hear about Dean Rabin's book, Real Magic?
1: I know of Dean Raven, but I uh, haven't gotten into that book.
0: Basically, he did some research, but he also gathered a lot of research mm-hmm. and talked about astral projection and mind reading With 10 foot thick cement walls and this kind of stuff, where there was no way, you know, any, they really went to the nth degree to prove there was no funny business.
1: Right.
0: Talking about all kinds of things. That's why he sent calling it real magic. Well, everything was proved that was in that book scientifically, which, you know, you got to love that when science finally catches up with the wacky stuff that we do. And you're (laughs) like, no, no, it's real. It's been proved by
1: science. So that's really fun. And by the way, Jack Houck got a world recognition by scientists around the world. There's something called the Dinsdale Award. It was given once every two years to one person based on scientists voting from around the world on the one project that moved science forward the most. And he was given the Dinsdale Award for Life Achievement for his work in PK psychokinesis and remote viewing. It is amazing. What's
0: really interesting to me is you're talking about why you went into coaching was because people aren't taking this idea that they can bend metal with their mind and then doing something with it. And it reminds me of Tony Robbins and the fire walking stuff where, you know, if you can walk over fire, can't you do anything? And I know people talk about being afraid of your power, but is it really? I'm sure there are instances where it's being afraid, being afraid of your power or your brilliance or your light. But could it also be that just because you can bend spoons doesn't mean you know what to do with your power? Yes. (laughs) Because, you know, it might not be fear. It just might be. Yeah, that's nice. I don't know what to do with it. What are the steps? You know, okay, I bent this metal with my mind and now what? Like, how do I use that in my daily life?
1: Exactly. And so I've actually added an hour to the program recently to address that issue exactly. To start out with... You know, we're gonna do some unusual things today. In fact, in our PK party now, not only are we sticking coins on walls, but we're sticking flatware, forks and spoons on the walls. You just command it, send the energy. She was in my ESP class and so week after week, she was saying, "Oh, and I stuck a crystal on the wall. It's like she took showed a picture. Oh, and and then first it was a three by five card. I thought, well, wow, I never tried paper. And she did that and then the next week a crystal and then a ring, not just flat but uh, but standing out just on on the rim. it was sticking on the wall. And then she she said, and at that moment I was absolutely sure I could levitate things. She freaked out and she stopped doing it. So again, Marion Williams, it's it's not our, our darkness, it's our power that we're afraid of. And what is possible? And we're talking about completely shifting the paradigm of what is possible here. And I've never been into phenomena. I've always like, oh, I don't want to do phenomena. And here I'm, I'm teaching major phenomena. <laughs> The that, other thing is, if you could do that, what about a broken bone? What what about healing your body? If you could move molecules of solid metal, what else is possible? And so this is the thing that we're really dealing with. The power of the mind to heal, to not just manifest or do a parlor trick that scares people. It's really not a trick. It's, it's focusing energy and understanding certain principles.
0: I know you don't want to give everything away, but give us a hint about... <laughs> How do you go from A to B? How do you go from bending spoons to doing something in your life? Besides I took a workshop with Dolores Krieger who came up with therapeutic touch countless years ago and before they knew that x-rays were bad for you, they were proving that what she had created and what she taught nurses, because, you know, initially they thought only nurses could heal. Of course, they taught nurses therapeutic touch. And they had proof that through looking at through looking at the x-rays that they could see the bones knitting and stuff faster and all that kind of stuff. They proved that it worked. That's very nice. But, you know, what what can I do for my business or what can I do in my everyday life? I mean, that that would be good if I broke a bone, but let's hope I don't.
1: The thing is what I teach is a three month program sure. uh, called intuition power. Uh, It used to be called the expansion class because ESP is not extra sensory perception, it's expanded. The E is expanded and then the S is sensitivity, balancing your sensitivity, and then the P is refining your perception. So to answer your question, in a three-month program, people literally learn to transform because you're using the, the training that I teach takes people through five senses seeing tasting touching smelling hearing but clearing concepts we start class number one with uh, merging with with rocks (laughs) and really getting into our inner child and pretend mind because until you can get back into the pretend mind it's very hard to listen and be perceptive and the important thing that I do with the training is I teach people to turn it on and then turn it off so that you don't have these, it, 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 it's like, it's like you have a cell phone and I am the um, concierge to the app store. And I teach you all <laughs> these different apps. And then I teach you how to download them. And I teach you some basics on how to use them and then put them on hold, just So they're there, you don't need to use them all the time, but when you need them, boom, they're there for you. And so you can, whether it's remote viewing, whether it's um, sensing things, whether it's being able to see an aura or sense an aura to tell if somebody's lying or not, to know, to draw to you answers quicker, you got a problem, what's the solution and you draw it to you very quickly. It might be a book jumping off of a shelf for you, it might be all of a sudden you're driving down the street and you you, you turn and you see a word on a post and then three minutes later you hear it on the radio and, and then, oh my god, that's the answer and it keeps coming to to me. So your awareness starts to be this magnet to give you the guidance that you need to reach success faster than ever before. Did I answer your question?
0: Yes, because you're talking about how do you apply this? And you said, well, build your awareness. That's what I got out of what you said. When you build your awareness, the answers that you need or solutions or whatever can come to you, or people probably connections or anything like that
1: Uh, and meditation is a key thing but a lot of people are taught meditation in interesting ways i want to say to me i say if if you're going to meditate start with maximum 15 minutes at a time and give yourself a few minutes of quiet silence because really what you're attempting to to get your mind to be still quiet, no thoughts, no pictures, nothing. So there's a process to do that. And when you get to that silent place and going into the meditation with a specific purpose, why am I doing this today? What connection do I want to have? What problem do I want to solve either in the world or within my own life? Is it that I want to pay the rent? Is I want to resolve the insight of my relationship or, or create a relationship? What is it? As you go into your meditation with purpose, you then start to get the answers and the guidance, but the silence is really the key. Years ago, I put together a recording of, I created some meditation cassettes back then, uh, they're now downloadable. I remember cassettes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're 15 minutes. It's called the Art of Meditation 15 Day Challenge. And you rotate these four 15-minute programs and you train yourself two-thirds through there's a three minute window of silence with either ocean waves going or we were playing crystal bowls so there's just some ambient sound where you can just simply be still and observe your brain and practice letting go of the words that's where the magic is in fact tying it together with the pk their psychokinesis spoon bending the hardest thing that adults have to to accomplish the pk is the step number three which is let go kids can do it instantly kids between seven and 12 years old they're the superstars the more kids that are in the parties and we're doing it on zoom these days better all the adults do as well so it, it's pretty pretty exciting but the let go is the the practice and the meditation to what they say get centered that's really one of the most powerful things that you can do cool oh and then when when you get to 15 minutes then then shorten it for 10 minutes cuz when you get into that silent place you're there's a thing called time and space and when you get into that space of alignment with chakras into that silent quiet art centered place there's no time so when you get into that place it doesn't matter if you're there for one minute or an hour or 10 hours there's no time there so the attitude of these teachers that say you have to meditate an hour a day well if you have an hour a day, break it up into four 15 minute sessions and practice more so that's what i have to say about meditation Okay, well, thank you. So now
0: we're going off the track because I want to just ask you I've been meditating for a long time. I don't meditate daily, but you know, when the spirit moves me, so to speak, there are times when I do it more than others. As I have gotten older, I've gotten to this place in meditation. It doesn't always happen, but I'm just curious if you're familiar with it. And I call it the buzz. I try talking to people about this. A lot of people think I'm out there. Okay,
1: (laughs) I'll accept that.
0: But anyway, (laughs) It's this place in meditation. Where... Excuse me. That's
1: a that's a compliment by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> I knew I liked you, Jacqueline. So anyway, what I mean by that is everything buzzes. My body's buzzing. I hear it like a it's not like a awful buzz or a bee buzz or anything. it's just like a hum kind of a thing, often accompanied by gold light, which to me that means I'm in tune with spirit, either. I don't know if that means somebody's visiting me or I'm just one with everything, but I could actually, it could actually happen to me while I'm meditating and yet thinking. And then all of a sudden
1: the buzz just shows up. So and know anything about the buzz? I think it's a good place. And what you can do is use that as an anchor for yourself and ask to immediately go to the buzz very quickly Mm. and take it to the next level. Because you will get answers when you ask. And the biggest challenge is what question is best appropriate for me?
0: Oh, I, you know, I definitely get answers and I know what you're saying. You know, the coming up with the right question is really the art. It's not listening to the answer. It's like, can you ask the right question? I totally get what you're saying.
1: Yeah. And so, uh, in fact, when I do coaching, that's one of my, I, first of all, I cheat because I'm psychic. So I can tell what's what's the best path for their future. <laughs> and, and then I oftentimes ask critical questions at the right time to get people to do major course corrections that otherwise they wouldn't consider. And, and oftentimes the people, wow, that's a really good question. I go, yeah, it is a good question. You need to think about it. And then by the time one or two weeks go by, they've like integrated and they go, you're right, I should do this, blah, blah, blah. When I haven't even told them what, what the should be is they, it becomes obvious to them.
0: Mm, that's a skill. That's yeah, a skill setting it up so that they get to that on their own place. That's very classic in coaching, right? I have to admit that I'm sometimes guilty of being a consultant more than a coach, but I do know how to do the coaching. So.
1: I think that's a good balance. It's, it's a really good balance to do that.
0: Yeah. Because sometimes I have a lot of empathy. I put myself in other people's shoes and sometimes I'm like, really, if I wanted to figure this out, I would not be paying you money. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like I, I already tried figuring it out. So then sometimes I just want an answer. It doesn't mean I refuse to take responsibility. I just want some kind of confirmation or, you know, no matter how long I've been doing this work, sometimes I still need help. That's why I do that in my practice where I just tell them what I get. I look at it from the place of what's for your highest good. That's where I come from. You know, not my opinion because I have a lot of those, (laughs) but that doesn't mean anything to you or anybody else. It's just my opinion, but That's why I come from that place of what's for your highest good? How do you walk closest to the path, the divine path that you chose?
1: That's brilliant. I applaud that.
0: Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's my goal, anyway. So, what's magic for you lately? Like, what's coming up for you that you're excited about, or something you're in the middle of, or that's creating some magic in your life?
1: (laughs) Well, uh, that's a loaded question. What's magic is. I am automating my training programs. And there's a saying, you learn to go with the flow, you know, flow downstream, and then you learn to turn the direction and go upstream. And it takes work (laughs) because you want to get back to the source. Oh,
0: yeah. Are you becoming a salmon?
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly.
0: Swimming upstream.
1: upstream? Yummy. I love salmon.
0: But what does that mean for you that you have to at some point? I've never heard that before. That you have uh-huh. to turn around and swim upstream. That sounds hard. So, what are you saying? Automation's not so easy.
1: <laughs> uh, well, there's a certain point in time where that going with the flow is fantastic. It seems like go with the flow. It, it's uh, you're in the right direction and things are kind of pushing you and and hopefully you have either flippers on or you have like a little (laughs) motor attached so you can have you know if if the the flow starts to slow down and you want to go over there you you can it's you're not going to wear yourself out going upstream is you want to get to the source so it's maybe backing up through your history and clearing up all of your karma things like that and really integrating your heart, your acceptance, forgiveness, and really doing the clearing that helps you to be a better person and live a fuller life. So that's what's magic for you right
0: now—is doing the clearing, so you can swim upstream. <laughs> you know what
1: you're saying—it's oh, magic. Okay, I—you I, know—kind of like every day is magic for me. Oh, that's <laughs> lovely. I I mean, I have so many synchronicities and in meeting wonderful people like you having opportunities like this, and I'm really reevaluating my time and what do I want to accomplish and and I want to reach more people. So the magic is that and I, I was kind of on a hiatus for at least six years semi for 12 and i'm really coming back and ready to reach lots of people that are seriously ready to transform their lives Mm. it takes work it's not hard but it takes a dedication so yeah so (laughs) synchronicities uh happen all the time it's being the right place the right time they do and yeah
0: they do for a while, I spent every day finding something to be grateful for and asking for synchronicities. And, you know, I don't know how I got off that track about the synchronicities. I think it's time to get back on that because, although honestly, they do happen a lot. But it's funny to think about, to me, being in the flow is the goal because I don't know. Somehow my stream always has big rocks in it and stuff. And I my tube bumps into them, you know. <laughs> I'm always... Bumping off the rocks
1: going, Oh, there was a big rock. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Sometimes it's just a stall, but but um like what you said was being in gratitude, it, an easy reminder is every time you eat food or drink something, just be in gratitude. Yeah. And if you take a moment and really think about it, like how many people did it take to get this water to my to my table? People yeah. made the pipes and and yeah dig the things and and you're talking about thousands of people right, you're right. Uh, everything you do to just drink that glass of water yeah. or eat that carrot whatever that might be right. on and on and on it's mind-boggling yes it and so to remind yourself of that to listen to podcasts like this one and to give yourself reminders on a regular basis because it takes time and it takes reminders. So like in my class, I kind of anchor in a lot of those reminders and, oh, there's one thing that I do. I have people rub their hands together and then take it like an inch space and do like silent applause. And, and then I have them in class number two, get two little plants, the same size, measure them and take a picture of them, put them next to each other. And then every day for the next like three weeks, take your hands together press really hard and create that silent applause and you'll feel energy in between your hand and then take the palms of your hand and put them like as if you're patting somebody's head but pat that energy into the plant i mean don't touch the plant but just send the energy breathe and imagine use your imagination send the energy into one plant only every day for five ten seconds after 2 to 3 weeks take a picture of both plants again. You'll see that the one that you gave energy to dramatically grew larger, bushier. And that's a kind of feedback like bending metal with your mind, but this is your energy. And right, when you right. see when you see the result of your energy and your love, on a physical living thing all of a sudden the idea of reiki the ooga booga thing of people just sending energy to you what is that doing and all of a sudden you're empowered because you go wow my energy actually does something in the physical world that's the type of thing that my intuition training does for you on every level
0: that's a great exercise because then you get to see visually the evidence so that's a really great exercise and I think I did a talking to plants, like in eighth grade for science or something. And the one that I talked to was much bigger also. <laughs> so that when you're paying attention to it, whether you're talking to it or sending it energy with your hands, you know, they respond. <laughs> it's amazing. So, exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. They're living little creatures. And yeah. so is everything. Yeah, They're sentient.
0: It's amazing that there's, in fact, science has proved recently that they did research in Africa about how the trees talk to each other miles apart.
1: Yes. And they
0: told, there was a group of trees that in one place and the animals came and I don't know, there was some migration and the animals ate all the blossoms and everything off. And so it's, it appears that they communicated to the trees that were up ahead and they held off on blossoming so the animals could not eat the blossoms and they've documented this kind of stuff. It's like, whoa, you know, like did right. you think trees could talk to each other
1: miles apart? No. No. Right. They took sensors. There was open field, a little hill, and they had specific bushes about 10 feet apart, a bunch of them. They put sensors on many of these little bushes. And somebody came in and took a a lighter, like a little big lighter, and destroyed some of the leaves on one plant, Uh, crushed them, burnt them, and left. And the little plant went on the Richter scale went, ah, and then the other plants started doing that as well. And over the next month or two, different people were walking by, and there was no change on the Richter scale on these measurement things. And then the person that actually did the deed came walking back in. And as soon as they start came in the area, each plant started to go, ah! and then when it came up to the one that was damaged, It went berserk kind of thing. So it's almost like not only did they recognize that there was memory. Memory.
0: Yeah. Good point. Oh, my gosh. Good
1: point. How crazy is that? Yeah. Yeah. So there's consciousness in everything.
0: It really is a little bit mind blowing when you think about it from that perspective, because if you are just mucking around as your usual human self, you're like, what are you talking about? You know, but when you sit back and really think about how we are a part of everything and everything is connected and that is part of the proof, it's the proof that it's true
1: but not only that as you develop your telepathy and your sensitivity you walk along the street the plants can tell you information what i do is with the intuition activate it and then it goes on autopilot so you don't have to think oh the tree just talked to me that's seems kind of crazy, even though it might be true, but there's guidance and it goes on autopilot. So all of a sudden you're walking down the street and something gives you a feeling of turn back and go lock the door and you forgot. Well, maybe it was a little ant that noticed you and it told the flowers and and the flowers are going, hey, go back there. Who Who knows? Who knows? But all I know is that for decades of teaching over over tens of thousands of, of individuals to develop their intuition for everyday success. These things make a major difference in people's lives.
0: They sure do. Well, what a beautiful place to wrap things up. Jacqueline, tell us about the free gift you have for the listeners.
1: If people go to my website, intuitionpower.com and add their name to my contact list, there is a seven or 10 day training series that you'll get automatically. It's free. So intuition power. Thank you so much. We covered
0: a lot of different areas and it was really fun. Great to share that conversation with
1: you, Jacqueline. Uh, ditto, I really enjoyed this time together. So thank you so much.
0: This is Ronnie and Ryan Love and Cosmic Coach. Thanking you for listening today. If you'd like cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, a psychic, intuitive, or card reading, or to learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading, please visit NeverTooLate.biz. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe and share it with someone that you love. I'll have more about love and magic next time. Until then, this is Ronnie and Ryan hoping you make the most of the love and magic that always surrounds you.